0: And now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. I am your host, the Divorce Survival Guide, Kate Anthony. And I'm so glad you're here. Last week, I forgot to mention that on Wednesday, last Wednesday, our podcast turned two. She's such a little baby. She's only two years old. (laughs) And I call her our podcast, um, not because um, there's more than just me here. (laughs) I mean, there is. There is my amazing Uh, podcast producer Darlene. Um, But I say we because I, I include all of us, all of you in this. All however many thousands of you are listening to this right now, which just blows my mind that our podcast is two years old and that I've been doing this for two years and that you have been here with me, some of you, for that entire time. I'm just so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. So happy birthday to all of us (laughs) and happy birthday to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. Woo woo! a little baby toot horn for a little two-year-old podcast. Anyway, you know, when I do these solo episodes, sometimes I really, uh, I script them out and I think long and hard and I bullet point and all of those things. And today I've just kind of been sitting here slightly stuck about what it is I want to share with you guys today. And I think that, you know, one of the things I feel like there's a lot of things that I talk about that are recurring themes that I talk about all the time. And sometimes I get sick of myself talking about them. (laughs) Like, truth. Truth, you guys. Sometimes I get really sick of myself um, talking about the same things over and over and over again. Um, And one of the things I did today was I texted a friend of mine who's going through a divorce. And I was like, hey, (laughs) what what should I talk about? Do you have any burning questions? And he said... You can talk about cravings. He said, I think that given the shit that is happening in the world, we turn to safety and fantasy and imagination to numb our true selves and we give up the authentic fight. How gorgeous is that? This is my my friend. He, he speaks in poetry like this. And there's always so many layers to things that he says that I'm like, oh, wow, (laughs) that's really cool. But I really think that that's beautiful. And I think that that is so true, you know, and given the shit that's happening in the world today, I mean, we are, we're in a time, man. I mean, we just are, are wrapping up Impeachment hearings. We have, you know, I I I really try to stay off of politics in my podcast. I have I have political leanings, obviously, that are very much in line with the work that I do. So it shouldn't be much of a surprise to anyone that I am not a fan of the man currently occupying the White House, and I'm not a fan of the way our political system is really mirroring or the way, you know, our, I was going to say our personal, our personal lived experiences, right there, or that the way our personal lived experiences, experiences are mirroring, uh, the political landscape. Right. But I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here. We have got, um, we're in the middle of the Me Too movement. And, you know, there's an energetic thing that happens, right? When something starts to be dismantled or be taken down or pulled apart, like the patriarchy, energetically, it sort of rears back and like, and tries to regain, you know, to hold on to the last grips of power, In some very um, overt ways, and I think that's really happening right now, right? I think that white men in particular are feeling a sense of uh, urgency that they're losing their positions of power. And this is creating pushback in all areas, and it's, we see it playing out in politics. We see it playing out in our marriages, in our homes. Uh, for a lot of you, this is true. Um, a lot of you get a lot of pushback from their husbands when you are reasserting your own power. And they, for some reason... Um, some men think that they that that it can't be a yes and right. It can't be. I have my own power and my own autonomy, and you do too. Um, for for many people, if you have your own power and autonomy, then they lose something, and that's. I, I mean, I really think that that is the crux of everything that's happening here. You know, if Black Lives Matter, then. W- For some reason, white lives don't, (laughs) right? Like that's not what this is about. If, you know, women have autonomy over their bodies, then men somehow are losing power. Like it, I mean, it makes no sense, right? All of these things can be true. So when, when my friend says, you know, given the shit that's happening in the world, like there's so much shit happening in the world we've got, you know, the plague, we've got, you know, we've got coronavirus, we have, you know, there's there's nowhere that's safe right now, it feels like, for many of us, it feels like there's nowhere that's safe. I think women are feeling this, I think, um, you know, uh, marginalized, people in marginalized communities are feeling this more than anyone, right? We've got, black men being shot by police at alarming rates. We've got black women who are the possibly the most oppressed in our entire, uh, country. We have, um, you know, Latinx people being locked up in cages. I mean, there's just so much happening, you guys. And there's so, there's so much fear, right? There's just so much fear happening. And I think that my friend is right. Like we turn, To safety in fantasy and imagination, to numb our true selves. And I guess I just wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about this because there's so many ways in which we do this, right? We do this with um food, right? We numb, we numb ourselves out with food. Um, I know I do that. (laughs) You know, this is my one of my long time struggles is with um with food and stuff. And I've been noticing lately that I, just the, the mindlessness with, which, with, with which I will eat sometimes, especially at night when I'm alone in front of the television, I'm just going to say it, (laughs) you know, we do it with shopping. We do it with drinking. I don't do that anymore. Um, but we, you know, as sure as hell did for a long ass time and we do it with fantasizing about other people we do it with um fantasizing that somebody else is going to fix us that the relationship that we're in isn't good or healthy or whatever right and so we fantasize that an- another person like well if we just trade out the person everything will be fine and uh you know first of all that's never true <laughs> <laughs> even if your marriage isn't good or healthy, um, or the right marriage, another person isn't going to be the answer. You are always the answer. And this particular friend of mine is, you know, speaking from personal experience from, um, you know, his marriage falling apart, right? That and without giving away any of his story, but the but the point is that um, you know, we are always the answer. It's not about the other person. It's not, you know, now listen, I as as you know, I don't believe that affairs occur in vacuums. I believe that there's always a reason that someone cheats. So whether you've been cheated on or you have cheated um or come close to or had an emotional affair or anything like that, right? I just, let's just like take all the moral judgment off the table about this. And let's just look at what is missing. You have to get underneath it. What is missing? What is it that had you reach out to another person? And it might be that you're unhappy in your marriage, right? Okay. It might be that your um, husband is abusive and you met someone who treats you really well. Okay, great. And let's look at you. What is it in you that had you seek out another person before you were able to deal head on with all of the issues that were already going on in your marriage? Or let's say, you know, I know people who never really had a sense of self, right? And gone into a marriage thinking that that the marriage and being a mother or a father was the thing that was going to give them purpose in the world. And then it turns out that that doesn't really work. And then they're left with this emptiness and this sadness and this hole that they then try to fill or they find themselves trying to fill down the line um, with, you know, other people or sex or drugs or alcohol or whatever. And the bottom line is that's your hole. That has nothing to do with the marriage. The marriage, uh, you know, may not have been perfect. But it was, it's not the marriage's job to fulfill you as a person. And if the marriage isn't fulfilling you as a person, then, like, it's not your, it's not, it, that's not the marriage's fucking job. Right? And so if it's, you can't get mad at it and blame it or him or her. For not fulfilling you. That's your fucking job. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor today. Today's sponsor is Soberlink. Now the Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery of results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. And for limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning the Divorce Survival Guide. And now back to our show. Your job is to fulfill yourself. Your job is to find your passion, to find the things that fill you up and light you up outside of other people and that includes your children. The amount of pressure it puts on children when they are the only thing that gives you any joy or pleasure or meaning in your life is so unfair and it is it is not their fucking job to be that for you it's so much pressure and they feel it trust me children are the most intuitive people <laughs> and they feel it they feel that pressure so my my point here you know to my friend's point right is turning to other things, other people, other, other things, other places, right? I I have a friend who is constantly moving, constantly moving to new places. (laughs) And, you know, I I get it. You know, she's, she's got a travel bug and that's, and that's it. But, but every time she gets somewhere, she's not fulfilled. And then she's still, you know, she's wherever you go, there you are. You know, in 12-step programs, we call that doing a geographic. So what happens if you just sit still? What happens if you just sit still with all of the shit that's happening in the world or in your life, with all of the ways in which you feel dissatisfied, unfulfilled, uh Less than, not enough. What if you gazed into all of your own holes, all of those holes inside of you, and examined them for what they are? What might be possible for your relationship? What might be possible for your marriage? What might be possible for you? I mean, for God's sake... Because it all starts with you. Every ounce of it. There's not another person in this world who will fulfill you, who will make you whole, who will satisfy you. Not a partner, not a parent, not a child. All of that work is in you. And the more we turn to outside forces, the more we are numbing that pain. We're just covering it up momentarily. You know, have you ever met someone that you're just like, there? there's like a void. Like it's a, it's a bottomless pit of need. No matter what I do or say, it's never enough. It never fulfills them. It never, right? That's what we're talking about. You can see it in other people. But are you, you know, do you have unreasonable expectations of your relationships? I have a friend once who, um, during his divorce, his wife said to him, you know, 80% of it was really good, but there was just that 20%. And he was like, oh my God, you threw away 80% for, because of 20%. And I happened to know in this particular situation that that 20% had nothing to do with him. That was all her. And her her unwillingness to do the work to fulfill herself, right? So, you know, I'm saying this because I don't want that to be you. I don't want you to have unreasonable expectations of a marriage and thinking that a marriage is responsible for, for fulfilling you 100%. And for you to be dissatisfied with 20% and throwing in the towel because, you know, um, (laughs) it's not 100%. That's crazy. Um, and, And, you know, this is the work you need to do in order to really dig deep into yourselves and know, like, okay, where are my holes? And what is my job to fill? And where am I falling short? Of serving myself and expecting other people to serve me where I'm not serving myself. You cannot be for anyone, including your children, what you're not willing to be for yourself. You know, that's a tenet that we hold as coaches. I cannot ask my clients to go anywhere I haven't been willing to go myself. So when I talk about this shit, y'all, I'm talking from experience. (laughs) I am talking as somebody who had no sense of self, none whatsoever. I was an empty shell of a human being. And, you know, it was really through doing my own therapy work at the towards the end of my marriage um, that I was able to see that, you know, actually doing the work for me enabled me to leave my marriage. I started to gain that strength so I could realize that like, oh no, I am I, I am, I, have not been fulfilling myself, but also I have my own holes, but also this relationship, this marriage, this man has been drilling holes into me for 10 years. And now that I'm able to fill my own holes and stand strong in my own self, I no longer choose to be with someone who's going to be drilling holes in me that's the other side of this, right? This is the discernment work. This is why discernment work is so complex. You know, should I stay or should I go is the most complicated and complex question you can possibly be asking yourself for all these reasons. And, you know, that's the, that's have, helping you get through this is, is literally my mission. So there you go. I'm going to repeat what my friend said. You can talk about cravings. What are you craving? What are you craving? What are you, for me right now, lately, it's been um, potato chips. (laughs) I've been craving potato chips, but what I've really been craving, really and truly, is authentic connection and love. What I've really been craving is that that connection with another human. And what I've been uh, masking it with and numbing that with is potato chips. And given the shit that's happening in the world, I'm turning to safety in fantasy and imagination, and I'm numbing my true selves, and have been giving up the authentic fight. And I'll tell you what, I had, I have been giving up, giving up the authentic fight because what I really want, and and 2020 for me is the year, is my year of love. That is what I have decided. You know, the last few years I haven't even dated. I really haven't um, put any effort into meeting anybody. Um, and this year, that's that's it for me. Like I have come out of my hibernation. I've come. I've I've been hibernating and healing. And this year is the year that I really want to create that for myself. And I had, I had been giving up the authentic fight. I had 100% given up the authentic fight um, for myself in this. And by the way, it is completely tied to the shit that's been happening in the world. Um, Because I spend so much time uh, in these stories and in your world and in if you think about your story and how you're feeling in your current relationship and then you multiply that by like a couple thousand, <laughs> that's what I'm carrying every day, all of your stories. And and I and I do it willingly, but I have to. Notice where i 'm not taking care of myself and where i 'm numbing myself out because and not and giving up my authentic fight because i'm holding all these stories and i 'm making them the truth about all men and i'm not doing that consciously at all, but I think there is a part of me that absorbs a lot of messaging uh, and uh and i and I and it also it's by the way confirmation bias right a lot of my experiences have not been so great. And so being in relationship with amazing men like this friend who texted me this um, has been so healing and so it has been helping me personally to turn to safety in myself and and give up this narrative and give up my own stories to like put it out on the table, to give out my stories that, that men are horrible and that I have been carrying that. And I'm going to say that really authentically to you guys right now, because I've been ashamed of it. I've been ashamed of the story that I've been carrying. Um, And I've had to really examine how much of other people's stories I've been absorbing and how much they confirm my experience and how I've been making that a global narrative And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you because I will tell you, there are, there are, everyone says this to me and I'm always like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. But it's true. There are fucking amazing men in this world. And there are men who are fighting alongside us for all of our rights and you know, to to dismantle the patriarchy and all of the, all of it. And there are just good men who are just genuinely wonderful human beings. And I personally have lost sight of that. And so this year for me is about reclaiming that for myself and for you and helping us all hold that truth as really profound and really true. <laughs> hold that truth to be true. So, That's all I have to say about this. I I love you guys. You know that I do. I I love, I I appreciate you spending this time with me. I appreciate you showing up week after week. I appreciate the last two years of building this podcast and building our relationships and building my Facebook group and all of the conversations that we have. I take them so much to heart. I think about you guys like all day, every day, literally. Um, No wonder I'm not in a relationship, you guys. I'm in a relationship with you. And and that's not going to stop, but I'm also making room for the other now. Have a fantastic week. Happy birthday to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. Happy birthday to all of us for doing this work. And I love you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast.